Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the HGO podcast. I'm one of your hosts today, Ethan, and joining me, as always, are my good friends, Hunter and Kyle. Hey, guys. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing just swell. Well, hello. You know, it's sad It's sad times, indeed, you know. I am not allowed to swear anymore. It's just, that's it. Um, That's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's over. I made a joke about demonetization, and it killed the episode dead in its tracks. I could not do anything (laughs) to save it. So I am now becoming a PG-friendly content creator, except it's not suitable for kids because I want the better advertising. So uh, what do I do? I feel like it's... (sighs) I just, I feel like youtube is just such a weird game where it's just you can't make stuff for kids but also you can't swear or else you, you'll you'll annoy coca-cola i'm just trying so hard not to swear right now and it's like <laughs> you just can't win you just can't win but hey oh uh, i'm sure you can annoy coca-cola it was either that or people really too. didn't like fire emblem and here's the thing i've seen twitter people were talking so i just feel like yeah feel people like are got something about out for fire us. emblem yeah. so yeah Who Big knows? YouTube trying to keep us down. Yeah, and hey, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, the podcast numbers were fine. So audio, if I if the video view users haven't got me, I know our podcast listeners have us. Thank you guys, you showed up. Um, but if you are on YouTube and you didn't get it for some reason last week, hey, it's over there on youtube.com forward slash games only. Uh, you can go check that out. Um, but this week, man, we've got a bit of a, but like we got a bit of a packed show in a way. Because not only is Dead Space out, not only are we not reviewing the game we said we would also review this week, but we're reviewing a game we didn't know existed as well. So it's like we've got a three-peat. <laughs> and Hunter got a really yeah. expensive Christmas gift that he can also review. Wow. Woo. It's true. Yeah. It's a shame we don't make money from this, Hunter, or else your brother could have also written it off as a tax write-off. So, you know, that would have been like that would have been like the pinnacle, the icing on the cake, but alas. No. Could he write it off as a tax write-off if I'm the one that would have gotten the... Yeah, if, I, I believe we could... Oh, I feel right. like we could trick it. You could just say you got your brother to buy it for you, and then you paid him, uh, and then, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can he write <laughs> it off as a donation? Exactly. Oh, yeah. True. Who knows? Anyway, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how taxes show. work. I've not. I've never had enough money to have to worry about tax write-offs, so well, I don't yeah. know how that works. <laughs> and it, yeah, the thing is, in the UK, right? We have this. We have this crazy thing called if we're employed by somebody else, the taxes they they sort the taxes out, and we just get the tax like we just get the tax deduced income we just get that yeah. we don't have to even think about that it's crazy crazy times we live in over here oh yeah that that happens here too but... yes i know some people though in america that don't get them right and they still have to do it themselves yeah oh <laughs> don't you don't you love don't you love america dude don't you love everywhere to be honest anyway i'm rambling off maybe maybe this is also maybe threatening the irs also causes demonetization i guess we'll find out because i've been a very good boy i haven't sworn yet at all yet but anyway hg podcast every monday we're here <laughs> talk about everything about learning games we got dead space coming up we got hi-fi rush coming up never gonna remember that name we've got uh, nope. jules 10 sets impressions coming up and we'll also talk a little bit why we haven't none of us have picked up for spoken so we've got a jam-packed episode this week timestamps are as always below uh and yeah I thought it would be interesting to start with hi-fi. And the reason I want to start with hi-fi is because I feel like, don't get me wrong, people are very much excited for 
Dead Space. But this game just came out of nowhere. And I was it's the opposite sure of Dead did. Space in <laughs> many a way, made by a horror dev, and it's just kind of taken the world by storm. So I say yeah. we just talk about it. Why not? Yeah. Um so on when was it Wednesday? I believe it was Wednesday, yeah. correct? I think so. Yeah, it was Wednesday. Uh, Xbox had their little developer direct. They actually used the word direct. I was trying to, in my head, I was like, what word did they use to <laughs> not claim direct? But they just went for it. They were like, we've run out of, we've run out of words to possibly describe this. It is a developer direct. And um, they showed off a couple of games. They showed off Forza. They showed off Minecraft, whatever it's called, Legends, I think. They showed off uh, Redfall. They showed off... Uh, Elder Scrolls, whatever it is, latest expansion. My favorite part was when they splashed up a screen that was like, for a limited time, you can try all of the expansions. And there was like 60 million of them. And I was like, ah, yes, for a limited time, you too can have an anxiety attack thinking about how you cover all this content. Um, <laughs> but there's plenty of stuff. The but the... experience, Ethan. Yeah, I th- that's why it never happened. I'll never get into MMS. <laughs> um, but I think the star of the show... And what everybody immediately uh, gravitated towards was uh, Tango Gameworks, his latest game, uh, a little guy called Hi-Fi Rush. Um, So I don't know about you guys. When I saw the trailer, I was like, when I saw the the developer thing was going on, I wasn't watching it, but I saw this (laughs) game and I was like, that looks sick. It looks really cool. I'm like, that's instantly going on my watch, like watch out for it radar. I'm like, I'm going to be watching out for that later in the year. And they were like, nope, it's available now. Download it. (laughs) Exact thought process. I was like, oh, this looks sweet. This looks sweet. And then it's like, it's out now. I'm like, oh man, time to figure out how to get my computer to give me game pass again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't have to worry because I've some for some reason got Game Pass until mid twenty twenty five. So I was like, ah, finally a reason to use Game Pass. I was like, hallelujah. Uh, so here it is, Hi Fi Rush. Uh, and I don't know, Hunter, how would you? You've played a little bit of it. I've played roughly like two thirds of it, I think. Um, how would you describe Hi Fi? Oh, okay. So it's like a, it's like one of those crazy action games like Devil May Cry or Bayonetta meets a rhythm game, and it is super stylized and a bunch of high energy, all kinds of great things coming from this game. It's got loads of personality, too. What a difference a year makes. Tango Gameworks put out a game last year that was just the most it-sure-does-exist game ever, and now <laughs> we have and now we have this, which I will be shocked if I'm not thinking about this at the end of the year still. Mm. I feel like the greatest compliment I can give it is, to me, it feels like Jet Set Radio had a baby with Devil May Cry is the best way that I could probably describe Uh, it in terms of gameplay and visual appearance. This game screams GameCube and Dreamcast to me. It screams that era of video games where everything, you know, Wind Waker and Jet Set, where everything's vibrant and kind of cel-shaded. Colorful and and cel-shaded and and wacky. yeah, yeah. And fun. Those were the days. <laughs> fun. Um, but it does. It it just it feels so unique. And I think the greatest compliment I can give it is I'm not a fan of hacker slashes, and I absolutely adore this game. Um, and I feel like that is because a lot of people always say, "Oh, you know, you should like hacker slashes." You know, the combat is it's almost like a rhythm game in of itself because you know you're making combos, you're doing certain button presses. I'm like, 
get that out of here. This is not like terrible for me because I'm like, no, because I have to memorize it. Because like Bayonetta will be like, ah, yes, if you do five X's or Y and then two X's after that, you'll get this move. And I'll be like, no, I'm mashing the buttons and magic happens and I don't know what I'm doing. Whereas this <laughs> game is just like, hey, he listened to the beat in the background. That's when you press the buttons. I was like, it all makes sense now. That's it. Now that I have this backing thing that's giving me the rhythm to go to it, I'm like, I've got it. Yeah. This is how you play these video games. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably still hate the others because it's not to the beat, but I just absolutely, it, like, I absolutely adore it. Hard I, mode challenge. Play the rest of them to the beat of whatever their backtrack is, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but, could you imagine if there? I need someone to go and mod this kind of functionality into DMC5 for Devil Trigger now. That would be incredible <laughs> but i feel like what i love about it especially is is it's not just you know oh it's a it's a hack and slash what you play to the rhythm it's literally the entire world the entire game is on point it's on the rhythm yeah and it's on i absolutely the beat adore it. every single cutscene, every single transition every single movement of an object in the game world is all on beat and i'm like it's some wizard stuff where there's a particular scene in chapter two which i absolutely love where you're on a grind rail uh you go through you go through a poof of smoke it changes to a 2d animated like anime style cinematic that is also in the beat that carries on in the beat and then it breaks back into the main game again all seamless and still in beat and i'm like how did they not even drop anything on here i don't know how they did it i'm like that that part was so cool like i have only played up through the second chapter but there are so many times that i was playing this game and like oh man this game rules i like it a lot <laughs> oh there's just there's there's so many sections and it just like it almost it plays on its cliches it has those cliche kind of hack and slash moments you know it has that mission where you're on uh, a train basically and you're just stuck in the same place and you're having enemies come to you basically every like kind of action game has this kind of mission where you're in a certain area and everybody and just most powers games with you. combat in general will give yeah. you one of yeah. these <laughs> yeah and everyone's on you but the way they do it in this game where it's like everything's to the beat and it's like, oh, you need to ram, like the brakes will auto engage. You need to destroy the brakes and you have to work out while you're on the beat. You've got enemies all around you. You need to do abilities to get the brakes to stop working and everything's on the beat. It's just like, it's just like stuff like that. It's just really magic when you're playing this game. It's like, I've been having an absolute blast from like the, from the beginning. And it's just like, man, I wish that the that I wish there were more games like this. Period. Let alone, I'm shocked that this is coming out of Bethesda and Xbox. Like to me, Bethesda and Xbox do not scream this at all prior at all. to acquisition. And so <laughs> to have a game like this, I'm like, man, what a get for Xbox. This might be their game of the year contender right here. It sure will be. <laughs> Whether Starfield comes out or not it's it's a great way to start the year to be honest it's like it's great i just this so far the only little gripe i have with this video game is the platforming there's some platforming sections and they do feel a tad clunky at times um yeah mainly because the dodge and the jumps are very much made they don't mesh very well no because they're made Uh, for the combat and it's like one of those things where you're using a devil may cry bayonetta kind of dodge mechanic to move in the air to get across platforms and it's just not working 
incredibly well it does the job but sometimes you'll be like i clearly made that jump or why like, is this yeah there a was a it needs to be one part the other day when i was playing where i like dashed off of a or i like dashed off of a thing and tried to jump because it and it just kind of ate the jump because he was stuck in the air and then fell it is a bit wacky uh, i was like ah oh well it's also like i say there's just like little nitpicks as well like the walk speed is a bit too slow for my liking to the point where i'm dodging everywhere and i'm doing it in the beat which is always fun so it makes me it feel you, like it, it makes you do extra dashes when you do it on beat yeah too. yeah you nice. get three dashes in a row and i'm like this is fun but also i would really appreciate a run button because it's fun for the first couple of levels to be you know dodge 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 as you're moving through the world but then when you're on level eight and you're still dodge dodge dodging through the world i'm like can we get like a movement ability that makes us a bit quicker please because it's a bit slow um but it's mainly just nitpicks like that because like everything come on chai start walking in 16th notes <laughs> yeah basically i'm just like can we pick up a sprint can you do half beats on the sprint please thank you like come on um because everything else is just like i feel like they nail it Art design and gameplay are super solid and mesh super well. I love the voice acting in this game. It's particularly oh, it's so excellent. Um, oh, the, the two leads are Erica Lindbeck and Robbie Damon. So, Which I said like... to you yesterday, and I feel like this is a very apt statement, is uh, Robbie Damon and Erica Lindbeck are this generation's Laura Bailey and Troy Baker, where they will be in everything that you ever play for the next 10 years, and you'll like it, but you'll also be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, we're doing this again. It's the... They're almost a tag team at this point. Um, but that's brilliant. Uh, Roger Craig uh, Smith as the main villain is also very good. Uh, I like him quite a bit. Just all of the characters, to be honest, are filled with personality. Um, oh, yeah. And there's just there's just so many cool moments, like and just so many stupid moments. You haven't got to them yet, but one of the guys is basically a JoJo villain. And he has all of the JoJo like animations and stuff like that. And apparently, I learned he's voiced by uh, someone who's played a character in JoJo as well. So it's like they went full in on that. Um, nice. The like evil scientist kind of um, motif, and it's just like everything about it is. It's extremely anime and it's extremely Japan, but in a very. I don't know how to really describe it. It is... does it with so much gusto that it's like hard not to like it. It does like, it with gusto, it's... and it also does it in a very Western way. If that may, if it kind of may, it's like it's not. There are anime tropes, and it's very like heavily Japanese anime inspired and stuff like that. But it has like with the hi-fi with the quote-unquote hi-fi music with the like it has an extremely Westernized kind of soundtrack to it. So it's very oh, kind yeah, of. Yeah. It's like a meshing of the two worlds, but they both very much like mesh extremely well. They synergize with each other, even though they technically, you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> rock music and anime sometimes are like, yeah, this could maybe not work as well, but it does. It works excellently, and I love it. It's great. It's very good. Um, I don't know what else to say, really. It's just a very good game. You should play it. It's genuinely january's yeah, peak in there's like no reason not to or if you have a pc that can run it and you want just give xbox a dollar for game pass for free trial and then just crank this one out in a couple of hours i think yeah. it's probably about 10 hours long would be my guess i've put about six or seven into it so far um it's very good i'd highly recommend it um i just like i say i'm very excited to be honest i hope that more studios 
uh, from Bethesda especially get to kind of go outside of their wheelhouse a little bit because I feel like this is a really good experiment really i'm like oh damn this works really well and i really i'm like okay the kind of the horror studio has done something weird and wacky and it's worked wonderfully i'm like oh i really hope other studios yeah i'm like i'm hoping (laughs) other studios can do something because it's like i look at other studios like um i look at what are they called who makes we were just talking about them who's making redfall is it Arcane? Arcane. Yeah. yeah, Arcane. I look at Arcane and I'm like, man, Arcane, you make some great games, you make some great worlds, but the gameplay is the exact same in all of these all these video games. They're all the exact same gameplay-wise, where it's just like shooty-shooty, dodge-dodge stealth. I'm like, can we like give let them do something else? Let them do something else. It'd be great, because they have the character designers and all that to do it. Um, uh, I just, I'd love to see it. And I'd also love Xbox to just make any game that isn't minecraft forza or halo that would also be a grand time um mm. take this as a lesson for their main studios like imagine if they just like dropped a banjo one day in this exact same way where they were just like oh, well we had someone making a banjo this whole time and now it's available on game pass have fun kids be like that would own the internet for like a week and a half at least exactly and i feel like <laughs> it's a great way to do this because it's like if we did have the usual press cycle of hi fi's announced in january we see a bit about yeah, it this it comes be... out in june it would do well but i don't think it would have exploded in the way that it's kind of exploded this week where it was just like Probably really not. polished games available to... right now like like regardless of whether it was out or not i would have been interested you know i would have been like oh shoot xbox finally showing another game that i'm like oh wish i had one first time in a while for that but a lot of people i'm sure would probably would have been like uh well maybe but wait till we see more and then it would have like dissipated Mm -hmm. and the only thing that makes me sad that it's an xbox because this was made this was started development in 2017 the only thing that kind of makes me sad that this is an xbox exclusive is this would have been the game of like the year for the haptic feedback and I was like, I just felt it. I was like, oh my god! If I get, like, you know how we have like we had Astro's Playroom, we had Returnal. I'm like, yeah. if there was gonna be a game of this year that did the haptic feedback, it would have been this one, and it would have been amazing, dude. Dude, that would have been so good. Because I'm playing it on Xbox, and obviously they have like the rumble and the triggers and stuff like that, and they're doing stuff like that. But I'm like, oh, imagine if the beat was pulsing through the controller, or it was like stuff like that. I'm like, oh, they could have done something amazing with that. Um, but oh well. It's fine. I have an Xbox. It's a good use to reason to use it. I guess it's it's all good. <laughs> but no, it's an excellent game that you should definitely pick up. Um, next up on the list uh, is uh, another little game. This one more anticipated. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we've known about this for too long because I feel like the day they started development, EA was like, "Hey, look." Here's, here's a guy doing some code. <laughs> like they've, they've, They did that thing with this game where they announced it like, the moment they started it. Um, but it's here. Dead Space Remake is finally here. Oh, it sure is. And it seems like we already know who won the war uh, between Callisto and Dead Space. If you would have asked me a year ago who would win the war between Callisto and Dead Space, I would have been wrong. It was like I was. Oh, you thought Callisto was going to be the one? I that thought that he... I thought that Dead Space was just going to be a cash grab kind of. It does the job, like you know, oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine, especially because the way they were showing it. Like I said, you just kept seeing screenshots of it being in really early dev, and I was like, this game's coming along really quickly. So I was like, it's probably just going to be fine. But it's here. 
and the open critic says otherwise. Uh, how, uh, <laughs> yeah, Kyle, you've also been Congratulations, playing. Congratulations, Kyle. Yes. This is Kyle's year, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's set a baseline. Uh, how much have you guys played at this game so far? I've played about three hours. I think I'm at the start of the fourth chapter. I've played about four and a half to five-ish, and I'm in the middle of chapter five. Cool. Okay. And for anyone that doesn't know what Dead Space is, Hunter, what is Dead Space? Dead Space is a sci-fi horror game where you you go into this destroyed ship called the Ishimura, Isaac Clarke and a you know band of other people coming in to do a repair job and suddenly everyone's dying dead and there are monsters that have you know spikes for arms harassing you the whole time sound mm. about accurate Kyle yeah that's everything I've experienced so far mm. and somebody's sus and you've got to suss them out guys this is what it is um no so it's, it's it's like it's one of kind of the the generational horror games from when it was released back in was it 2008 2007 i want to say yeah so yeah um, whenever it was released it's kind of it's 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 up there right it's one of those kind of genre defining yeah. games it was uh, like the last big triple a survival horror game to come out before amnesia came out and you know, horror games became hide-and-seek games. October yeah. of 2008. Oh, getting wrecked, Hunter. I was right. Hooray, yeah. I'm the horror <laughs> fan. Not you. I'm great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love horror. Next opportunity, though, they released it in the middle of October instead of Halloween. So, oh, well, well, no, I think that's great. I've said this it. before. I've said this before. Luigi's Mansion 3 did me a great opportunity of being able to play that game for roughly about six hours before it was past Halloween and I could no longer play that video game. It was a tragedy. And I still have not finished Luigi's Mansion 3 because every time I go to it, I'm like, no, it has to be October. And then I always forget. And then it's like, oh, never going back to it. Screw that's you, that's Luigi. Anyway, Dead Space. How are you finding it, Hunter? As a veteran of uh, horror games, and have you played the original Dead Space? I assume you've played the original Dead Space like four times or something, knowing you. I played it like I've played it like three times. I played I played it like I played it. I played it a couple of times when it first came out, and then I played it again like you know like two years ago by now, or like a year a year from October or September last year. Mm-hmm. Uh. And yeah, it's been super cool so far. Everything looks like how I rem- thought I remembered it before that. L- oh, the classic boys. I hope you got your bingo cards out. I hope you got your remake bingo cards out. It looks the way I thought it was as a child. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Tick. <laughs> no, I just, I just love that because it's like, like that's the greatest. That's the biggest compliment that you can always give one of these remakes. Is it looks the way I imagined it, but it's also like. It's it's almost yeah. like I feel like it's you know it's like this is the Dark Souls of video games kind of statement, but for remakes. People I mean, I, I feel like a compliment of that caliber is more suited to something like the Final Fantasy VII remake, where it would have gotten like a bigger glow. Right up. now, I'm sorry if someone says that this is the way I imagined that this game looked, and they're talking about Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, you're tripping. No one in their life pictured that. If you saw, <laughs> if you saw Link with his mo- Link, bloody hell, cry. <laughs> If you saw Cloud, I know my anime characters, guys. Uh, if you saw Cloud with his Minecraft hands and were like, ah, oh, yes, just the way I pictured it. <laughs> You're a liar, sir. You're a liar. 
But no, like legit. When I before I played the dead the original game again a couple years ago, I did remember a lot of the lighting being darker, and where it was just barely seeing like you know the mm-hmm. ambient light in the distance. Whereas the original version of the game is a bit better lit than I imagined it was. Not quite as not quite as um, generous with the lights this time around. Still enough to see where you're going and all that, but definitely way more mood inducing with the tension and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few other things I've noticed. Um, it seems like his stomp and punch are a little quicker than they used to be. Like I, 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 I killed one of the necromorphs from a standing position. Like it was still standing up. I didn't even kneecap it or anything yet by just stomping on it one time. <laughs> and I only, t- I took maybe one hit. I'm like, huh? All right. Not necessarily a good or bad thing. Like, if it really mattered, because I've been having an easier time with it than I did, but I'm also, I played the other, I played two a few months ago. I played a couple of other horror games between now and then, too. So I might just (laughs) still be tuned into that kind of thing. And if it really bothers me, I'm pretty sure I can just switch the difficulty from the menu. Mm. But, you know. So that's what I've got so far. They've made some other tunings to the uh, gameplay as far as the weapon upgrades this time around. Instead of when you would get them before, you just the full little upgrade tree was available to you. Now you have to go and find the or like the upgrades will either be in the world or you can purchase them from the store. But I think there's more like upgradable nodes is the trade-off here. Like I feel like I've already dumped in all of the power nodes that I would have to the plasma cutter for the whole game in just these first couple of chapters already. Mm. You don't have to buy the weapons so far anymore either. You just find them and you get them. No schematic purchases necessary. Now you just need room in your inventory. That's nice. Kyle. Well, to start off, to even play the video game, I needed to make an account with EA. So that was fun. Don't you love that? I love when they yeah, do dude. that. That's my favorite. Yeah, dude, it's that swell. But once I got that rigmarole sorted out, game's pretty fun, not gonna lie. Um, I did not play the original Dead Space. I didn't pay attention to the original Dead Space. I knew nothing about Dead Space when I went into this. You literally weren't really a fan of horror games up until... Last, last year. year. Last year, until playing the Resident <laughs> Evil And even Evil then, I'd probably only remake. call myself a Resident Evil fan. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I haven't really branched out outside of Resident Evil for the horror genre, I, yeah. But, and the th- one thing you said to me was check the aim assist before we started, before you bought it. And I was yeah. like, there's aim assist, and you're like, okay, cool. I downloaded it, so that's the kind of like that's just because I'm bad at shooters. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. They actually I'll have take, a bunch I'll of I'll take whatever handicaps little... the game can give me. They have a bunch of options in the accessibility mm. setting now. Like the the my favorite my favorite modern option for this kind of thing is push the quick time event once and be yep. done. It's my favorite thing, and I hope every game from now until the end of time starts doing that. Um, that is nice. Is it weird well, that I still keep that... the quick time event on? I feel like I'm like somebody that's like. 
I feel like I'm in like an abusive relationship with quick time events where it's like I have the option to leave, but I'm like, no, I really love mashing the square button and breaking my controllers about six times quicker than everybody else. I don't know why. I'm just like, it's like in Hi-Fi, there's those chests where you have to mash the button and I could go with the accessibility options and turn on hold. I don't. I'm literally like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. No. I don't know why. Someone save me, please. <laughs> It was funny because another option that just got a chuckle out of me was that there's like a there's like a content warning and disturbing scenes yeah. check and yeah. I'm like okay fair enough if you want to make this as playable as possible for as many people as possible but also this is kind of the ticket you buy when you purchase the game yeah <laughs> I'm gonna use that filter if I ever play it It'd be like yeah. Oh. Uh, what do you yeah. do? Replace it with rainbows and unicorns? Like, I don't like... What I don't do you know. do? It's... What do you do to I'm Dead Space not... to fix I... that? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> like... Yeah, I don't I don't know what you would do. I'm not sure. I didn't turn it on because... I didn't either. Because I'm, I'm not a baby. Yeah. I see how it is. You I see how it is. <laughs> Did What's it up? bother you in the options that you can only invert the Y-axis of the camera? I didn't pay attention to it because I don't invert axes. Well, it bothers um, me. Okay. Wait, you invert both? It's... I invert one of them, but I don't remember which one I invert. And the only option is invert the Y axis. And when you did that, were you like, this is the uh, one? Well, nothing felt right, truthfully. <laughs> so. I, right, here's the thing. I don't know what I the always, I'll is. always, I'll always, always accept people who invert the y-axis because those people have it like they make an excuse. They're like something like if you tilt your head down, you're pushing the stick forward. It's as if your neck, you're using your neck. I'm like, you know what? I'll accept that. You weirdos that use the invert on the x-axis. I'm like, what's that? What is that? <laughs> I don't get that at all like yeah i don't understand so to look to like the left we tilt our head right guys That's if i got the works, keys to no. the universe and changed it to where everyone woke up tomorrow and their controls were inverted you would not be thinking it was natural to try and look left and look right that's just not no, how you would work you, got, you guys are tripping you're fakes you're frauds i don't believe you it's like i was playing sly earlier like this month and it was like i loaded the game up and inverted was called normal and i'm like ah the dark ages of video games where people hadn't made their minds up yet on what's the right way of doing things and i'm like fair enough you know having normal be the inverted way of up and down on the y-axis that's fine that game had normal be that as well the inverted on the x i'm like you monsters you absolute monster sucker punch this is why i don't like ghost of tsushima absolutely horrendous anyway how scary is it kyle how are you feeling yeah honestly it's not really that scary maybe uh, yet at chapter four does it get scarier uh, hunter not with no spoilers does it get scarier no no hunter's not a good character study for what scary is yeah i if i if i said well if i told you yes like before any if i had just answered yes before there was any input from you you would be terrified <laughs> <laughs> but no um like it's like it's tense and whatnot but like i have been super relaxed while i've played this game of course, well, of yeah. course you have no <laughs> like uh, I get that. Like, like, dude, um, Necromorph came up, like, just peeked right out from where the camera was looking behind Isaac. And I'm like, oh, there's a guy behind me. <laughs> just, just swiveled around. I'm like, ah, oh, 
time to shoot you. I remember distinctly the last time I played the original version, a dude like fell from the ceiling when I was in a workbench or something. I'm like, oh, hey, time to die. Dude, there was one part where I think I was, I think it was the part where you're moving the train cars and I was oh, just yeah. standing there watching it happen. And from behind me, I saw the little monster with its little like sharp claws coming up, just like walking up behind me. The claws went around Isaac's head and I just chuckled. <laughs> it just it just amused me. He just strolled up. Yeah, like, oh, like, hey, hey, buddy, what's up? Die. Like it's not scary. Maybe it's something as steel, pal. Maybe it is tense because like there was one part where one puzzle has you turning off, like it forces you to turn the lights off in an area. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, this is gonna be fun. Good thing if I click the right stick, it tells me where to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I might feel something. You see, that's why that's those are the sections I hate in games. It's like you know, I don't think the Last of Us is scary. The one thing, the one part of that game that I, that creeped me out a bit too much is the hotel scene where you're in a basement and basically it's pitch black and you can hear the clickers and the stuff around you, but they're non-existent until you interact with something or turn the generator on. Then they all wake up and chase you, and it was the scariest thing. Like I was like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> It's terrifying. Now, if you know how that game, like that, that's the thing about horror is, if you know how something works, it's not scary, right? It's like if you know how, if you know how the pie's made, it's not as terrifying. So if you yeah, know yeah, that like, there are no zombies you... that spawn in that basement until you interact with something, then it's not scary in the slightest. But in that situation, when you're like, I don't know what's happening, I was like, please get me out of here. I don't want to yeah. be here. Or like anytime you die and then you know when or what the threshold the thing's coming for, at you, that you yeah. walk over. Yeah, it's real easy to. Uh, I didn't. Even, yeah, the, my thing. Yeah, I didn't even die until like two hours, two and a half hours of playing the game. I was like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And then I died like four times in a row on the next room. I'm like, oh man. All right. <laughs> it hurt me talking smack. <laughs> Good for you. But, so yeah, I've just been. I've been taking it at a leisurely pace, enjoying the details, because the Ishimura is a really well-constructed environment. Mm. Like They have a little line that leads you where you need to go, but there is so much like diegetic signposting around the thing that if they didn't have that, a reasonable person would be able to navigate like pretty easily. I guess that's my biggest question, really, is... You obviously, you know, it looked how you thought it was, blah, 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 all the classic remake things that we always say. How, what's the quality, what's the quality of this? How high do you think the bar is here? Because people have been saying that, from what I've been reading, the quality in terms of the remake, in terms of the work and the level design and the art design that's been done on this, is really commendable. It's like, people are saying that it is really one of the better examples of a remake done right. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, uh, like I said, all the environment stuff, the character faces look like Nicole, Isaac's girlfriend in the original version looked rather young, like not like, you know, like a young woman rather than like, she looks mm -hmm. middle-aged in the new ah, version here. I'm like, they've done what they I'm did, like, the whole test thing. Has there been a debate yeah, about exactly. this? Cause you know what Last of Us fans are like? I'm like, yeah, just exactly. Last I, was of like, huh. I was like, huh, I wonder if that's. I imagine that's how she was probably supposed to look then. And like that's the what PS3, I'm assuming when they like, the PS3 is... it wasn't capable. It had two settings. It had young lady and old oh, woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there was no middle ground there. That's I feel why like Tesla I feel like this is what you. That's 
yeah. yeah, I feel like this is what you see now, right? Because like with The Last of Us, unlike with Tess, it was always like Tess always looked way you like when I played the remastered version. I was like Tess always l- looked way younger than I think she is. Like in my head, I'm like Tess is probably maybe slightly younger than Joel, but still like probably in her 40s and she looks like she's in her late 20s early 30s in the last of us and then when you get to part one now she does look more like age appropriate for where i think her character was so i'm sure to give like an inverted example if returnal came out on the ps3 celine probably would look like she was in her early 20s instead of Mm. like the mid 40s or wherever celine is supposed to be age-wise it's just that blasted cell processor can't be trusted can't be trusted (laughs) But yeah, that that so yeah, the character's got a nice little you know visual upgrade as well. Um, lore wise, like with the story, they've placed things in a manner that uh, um, it's easier to see where some of the important stuff in the backstory, like they present it to you in a way that you don't have to go looking for quite as much. Mm-hmm. Because they started talking about some things like in like chapter two, and I'm like, huh, I didn't think they mentioned that until later. And maybe I'm just misremembering too, but you know, I'm pretty sure they've just presented certain things in the backstory to be present throughout rather than stuff that you have to go hunting down and you know, listen to the Dark Souls lore recaps for. <laughs> um, no, fair enough. Yeah, uh... no, for me, coming off from a place of not really having a reference to what this game used to be like. It's a it's a nifty little place that you're exploring. I like that the the ship, the Ishimura, is that what it's Ishimura, called? Ishimura, yeah. Ishimura. Does a, it does a really nice job of just like making everything feel claustrophobic and tight and that really that really helps fit the vibes that they're going for. Oh yeah, just walking through one of the tight hallways and you can just hear the things mm. creeping around in the vents wherever they are. It's yeah. lovely. <laughs> Oh. Mm. So, I don't know. Is there anything else that you wanted to add uh, to Dead Space? Um, Isaac didn't have a voice in the original version, and he does in this one. Mm. And it feels pretty natural. Like, I don't know if people might have been, like, skeptical about that for whatever reason. Because he, he started talking in two, and it felt fine there. So, like... I don't know why you would be so... I don't know why anyone would be trepidatious about this. The same guy is doing it this time, too. Mm. So, that's nice. I guess that was... I guess the final question is, is there any major changes, um, real things? Because I've heard there's bits and pieces. There might be a couple of things in level design that has been changed from the course of it. I've been heard it's later in the game, so you guys might have not got to that point yet. If it has Um, been, it's been not... Coward yet. But um, as far as so far, uh, the chapter thing is a little more seamless, like just the progression of the game, because in the original version, it was, you know, centered around tram, tram drops you off here. You got to go fix a thing, do some stuff, and then you take the tram to the next place that you're doing stuff at. In this one you still use the tram to move around, but it's a little more like that was the begin and end of every chapter. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, they kind of, you know, isn't a new conflict crops up. Mm-hmm. That's when the uh, chapter kind of transitions. No, fair enough. Uh, I guess uh final thing to add is what the final recommendation. Do you think it's worth a purchase? 
Yeah, it, it's probably the best way to play Dead Space, and also the other version of the game is on the PS3 and or 360. So <laughs> it's, it's a very faithful remake, and Dead Space is one of the best games, the horror games ever made. So yeah, it's worth your time if you like horror games. Yeah, this game's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of neat little weapons. The haptic voodoo that the PlayStation 5 controller has is really neat. This is my first time actually experiencing it. I'm a big fan of the buzzsaw gun that you get. Oh, the Ripper? That one's fun. Like That thing's so sick. I, I'm typically, I play most of the game with the plasma cutter because it's just the best weapon. But the Ripper is fun because you have buzzsaws that just, you just shoot the <laughs> saw and hold it at them. Yeah. Just, just shoot it right at their legs and cut them off both at the same time. It's great. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Now, I'm just having a look here, because it's a $70 game, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm just looking. If you're in the UK, for some reason, on Amazon, it's, it's you know, it's the $70 price, £70 price, £65 or whatever for PlayStation. But for some reason, on Xbox Series X and S, it's 55 So if you're in the UK and you have both, go play it on Xbox, because it's apparently selling a bit cheaper. I don't know why. I was just like, what is that? <laughs> anyway, but uh, I was just checking. Because I don't know with remakes and stuff like that, you never know if they're f- where they're falling. And so this is on the yeah. Demon Soul side of uh, pricing. But hey. yeah, hmm. it's on the Demon Soul side of production too. To be fair, yeah, fair enough. And I too, I really do kind of like this EA resurgence of single player. I do kind of like that they failed so hard at these multiplayer projects that they are now going back and doing like your Star Wars Jedi's, your Dead Space remakes. They're like I there's an actual like place this. for them now. You know, Motive now that they finished mm. Dead Space, they're working on an Iron Man project, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah. Um Ooh. so, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out of EA, which is you know, with um their indie program you've got obviously <laughs> good old the uh, Joseph Farras with all of his stuff like it takes two and uh a way out and all of those. So it's like there's some good stuff coming out of EA. Um I wonder what the Yarny team is up to. I'd like to see them make another <laughs> game. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll find Dude, out. Was fun. I I'd be I'd be down for another one or whatever they want to do. But yeah. yeah. It's it's nice to see that EA is sucking less than they had been consistently for the past several years. They definitely are, and also I feel like everybody else is sucking more. Yeah, that's so it very helps true. that even it's though a... they've only slightly lowered who they are, <laughs> you know, it's like hey, they shaved off some of their bad juju right onto Ubisoft, <laughs> waiting below them. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've not announced a game, and they don't, uh. so they're probably working on something. But yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. It's quite. It's really funny that it's like we've had one of those two really great games in a week, and then this other game just kind of crawled out of it. It's like well, and everyone's already forgotten about it. It's kind of funny. Oh yeah, it is rather. Do you funny. Wanna... What game was that? Ethan? Let's yeah, let's talk about. Yeah, sure, I was gonna save it to after the Jewel Sense uh, Edge impressions, oh. but we can now. We'll bring it forward because it makes more of sense, doesn't it? It yeah. makes more sense. Um. Forspoken came out this week, uh, and everybody uh, nodded with, uh, yeah, that exists, and then moved on with their life. That was the reaction. Um, Meanwhile, Square Enix is really trying to push this game. Like, desperately. Yeah, because they probably put way too much money into this game. 
<laughs> um, it's really interesting because, you know, we said we'd cover it. I said that I would be buying it. Kyle said he might also jump on the banging wagon. He didn't. He bought Dead Space instead. Good choice. I better choice for the better first choice. time. This for the first time in podcast history. I feel like I more than everybody else have picked up terrible games and been like, "Yeah, they're bad." Nintendo Switch Sports is the big one that I can always that I always go back to. <laughs> Why did I do that? But I always pick up these mediocre games and go, "You know, Sam what? told you to." It, yeah, it was pretty mid. Uh, <laughs> Sam, Sam's just Sam's just a bully. Sam just Sam bullied me into Nintendo Switch Sports. It wasn't me. It was Sam. I swear. Um, <laughs> didn't even have golf. Didn't even have golf. And then when it, then when they did get golf, I didn't go play it. It's like Fire Emblem. I don't like. I think I don't really like Fire Emblem that much. But I bought it anyway for the podcast. Way. But you know, this is one of those things, right? So my copy of Forspoken arrived a day late, and I was just like, I put it to Twitter. I was like. I really do not feel like playing this. Are you going to force me to play it? Luckily, you guys on Twitter, thank you for once in your life, agreed with me, said no. I opened the package, put the return notice in, closed the package back up and sent it straight back out. So we're not even going to think about Forspoken. And I feel yeah. like it's for the best because it got like a 67, a 68 on Open Critic, I believe. It's um, up to 69 right now. Nice. That's the closest you're getting to a swear from me this uh, week, guys. Uh, anyway, it's just a it's just a nice sixty nine reference. That's the, that's it. That's as that's as close as we can go, Carl. That's as close as we can go. Anyway, uh, are you guys shocked at all? I'm not. I played the demo, no. so I'm not too shocked. Um, the thing that gets me the most is everybody's going, "Ha! Look at this cringy dialogue. Very cringe." Am I right, guys? And I'm like, "This is Rick and Morty dialogue." If uh, he who shall not be named wrote this, you would be like, "What an ingenious story!" I am so gripped by these characters. Ha ha he ha. Um, yeah, like <laughs> this is the funny thing about the dialogue is that for everything I've observed, it like doesn't seem much more heinous than the typical not funny kind of jokey. Marvel no, I played a game with equally yeah. as bad writing, literally I could just a month ago, and it was called High on Life, and that game definitely has the same uh, terrible writing style. It's like, I just don't get why people... It's like, I look at these kinds of games, and I feel like it's a bunch of people who are like, what do the kids like? And then someone else is like, the kids like those ironic jokes and those meta jokes where we say things Disrespecting that are funny. authority. And we disrespect authority. And we act like, whoa, that's so cool. Did that just happen? No way. Like, I just... And then repeat it yeah, seven Yeah, I times. do that now. Mm, it's just like... <laughs> it's just like... It is genuinely... My favorite thing about... Because, you know, there was the one trailer or whatever where she's like summarizing her situation. Like, I'm in this other oh, land yeah, and i'm yeah, yeah. fighting dragons and the casting magic trailer. and i'm talking to a magical bracelet <laughs> or whatever and even then my little sarcastic recap here sounds better than it did in the trailer <laughs> my favorite just, part is yeah. that when i was we were playing when i was playing hi-fi rush the other day he did the whole kind of like stunned summary of his situation and it didn't suck <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded me they also the have very funny they, they 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 do have very funny kind of meta humor in that but that one it's like i can tell was actually written by a good writer like there's a moment yeah. 
where where one of the villains is like you can't he says something like, this is not the the right the what he says but he's like you can't escape me mr chai and then chai's like that's mr chai to you and he's like i i, I just called you that and he was like okay <laughs> it was like it was just really funny it was just really funny where i was like that's the kind of writing that like yeah. these games like, like for spoken and higher life are trying to get but they just don't yeah the way they contextualized the tutorial in that game was funny too because it was like he imagined being on a stage at a concert and then when it got back to the robots just looking at him yeah because he just sounded out going chai 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 chai," like to himself like he just hyped himself (laughs) up there's another yeah there's another moment with that where he just he does the exact same thing and uh what's her name i can't remember what her name is now i haven't played it today um Uh. (laughs) what's her name it's oh, it begins with Erica Lindbeck's character. Yeah, Erica Lindbeck's character. Peppermint. Peppermint. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, Peppermint's just like, are you okay? You just like zoned out for a minute, and it's just like, I just love how in the context of the world, every time he goes into these tutorials, he's just completely zoning out of the universe. <laughs> like he's just dropped. He's just dying. He's just like, bye. It's great, but it's like. There's well, games think, that can do this kind of style of humor. Yeah. Just, but And I think what really helps that kind of style of humor work is definitely, like, the aesthetic of the game. Like, how it looks visually. Because, like, Hi-Fi Rush is, like, this kind of, sort of, like you said, cartoony, cel-shaded Saturday game morning Dreamcast kind of cartoon, yeah. Kind of thing. Whereas Forspoken looks like every AAA video game. Well, I just want to give a special shout out for Spoken. For being a next-gen title, it still does manage to look terrible in its own special way. And what I mean by that is, the character models, for some reason, they don't look particularly great. They've got like this kind of PS3 quality to them, where they kind of look like people, but all of their animations and their like their their uh, like speech mapping on their mouths just kind of look very much like horizon zero dawn uh animation style where it's just like open up and down like that's about it it's just like it has a very cheap feeling to a game that looks like it probably cost them a lot of money to make uh and i mean if you want our impressions we did talk about the demo on the podcast but i wasn't too impressed by it to be honest i got very it's very run-of-the-mill generic it is just an open world game with these powers where it's got what i can only describe as a very square enix control scheme where it doesn't work in the slightest and you're like why <laughs> like if you thought that if you thought that if you still get triggered at kingdom hearts having jump on circle then you should play for spoken where it's like you, your stupid powers are on the triggers and it's none of it's working properly and each trigger has a flipping weapon wheel flipping getting close weapon wheel <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count uh, this is my challenge now. this is going to be the first non-explicit episode of the hey joe podcast and it's about how much i hate forspoken uh, it's got stupid <laughs> weapon wheels and it's just like everything about it just doesn't work the combat just doesn't work in that game it's not fun and i was like you know what maybe it's just a bad demo maybe they chucked us in the wrong place maybe it's not a good area and from the sounds of it no i've also heard the big selling point of this game was its elemental powers i've heard that you don't get the elemental powers until you're three quarters of the way through the video game so yeah you have to just deal with all your other powers instead so the 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 cool ones with the fire and the electricity and all that don't get till three quarters of the way through so that's 
dumb. Why would nice. you, why would you do that? Because it's Square that Enix. Was thing about, that was the thing about looking at the trailer, like looking at the game. The thing that made me go, "Huh." That's despite all of the writing and whatnot. I went, "The elemental stuff in the way you're moving around look cool." <laughs> yeah, and that and was that always is, my yeah. big takeaway from from watching the trailers. Was like this game lo- looked super fun to play. Yeah, and it's just like it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't feel fun to play, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm so glad that Hi-Fi Rush came out this week because it's like, Hi-Fi Rush is the kind of game where it feels good to play, and it's just like, yeah, it the levels are super long. Usually, we've talked about this before. When a single player game has like these kind of mission structures, I've talked to it about it on Bayonetta. How I hate how long Bayonetta missions are because I just get yeah. bored halfway through yeah. and I want it to be done. These levels are like fifty minutes long, and I'm not getting bored. And it's like, if a game has a good hook and the gameplay's great, then nothing else really matters because you can just carry on enjoying it. And it's like, Forspoken is like the anti of that. It is where the game, the story is awful. The gameplay isn't fun. Yeah, and I it doesn't feel like... have the gameplay or any of the things that might, you know, if the gameplay is mediocre to even mm. bad, you know, if you really like the characters or the performance or whatever, or the world inside of such, you might still stick it out just to, you know, exist there, even if what you're doing is you know, it, on your own input, not very entertaining. And I feel but... like I'm really sick of Square doing this. I feel like Square has two quality toggles. It's either the game is incredibly, like, well-polished and really good in the likes of most of the time your Final Fantasy is your Kingdom Hearts is your, you know, those kind of big tentpole franchises where they know that for the most part, unless it's a spin-off, they have to actually, you know, crank it up and make a decent product. And then you have these secondary games that can be low quality, like spin offs, like Chocobo GP, like, you know, all these other stupid little things. Or Very they can just be AAA life. disasters that nobody has asked for. No one wanted an Avengers game where you play terrible levels in a games of a, as a service where you have to play dozens and dozens of hours just to level up a character and they all play terribly anyway. No one asked for that. No one asked for a platinum game with. Games as a service features. No, yeah, no one wanted the games as a service style. platinum games game. No one asked <laughs> for that. No one asked for a next generation PlayStation 5 console exclusive where the aim of the game is to make an open world generic game where the combat looks fun but isn't fun in the slightest and has characters that you want to run away from. That is not. The, they're not the games yeah. that people want and i don't understand why square enix chucks money at them and then they go you know what it's the western studios fault it's that it's that darn tomb raider sell them off get them away from us they can't touch like, our precious force spoken it's, it's hilarious <laughs> that they did decide that like crystal dynamics was well i guess they were in charge of avengers but that's besides the point that like tomb raider this tomb raider studio was expendable and like when they were making tomb raider even though like rise and shadow i didn't play and seemed to just kind of come rise is decent shadow i wasn't really a huge fan of but it was just more of the same yeah. it's same with uncharted right it's yeah just yeah the same. they just kind of came and went but you know they were, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they were fine. People weren't, you know, like, if you're this a Tomb Raider bad. fan, you probably wouldn't have been disappointed. Tell yeah. You that. And, yeah. It's also funny. Like, it's people, yeah, like, from the observations I've made, the world does seem to be 
aggressively boring. And it's like you got the whole you got the whole uh girl taken from, you know, relatively modern era and isekai yeah. Yeah. Thrown somewhere no else. She just magically appears it would, very disappointing. It would uh I feel like in a video game, if you wanted to, you know, spruce up the setting to make it I don't know, stand out a little bit, if you just kinda made the worlds clash together a little bit. Like that's what I've always like, you know, that's what I always thought as well was like you always hear like same with like people always talk about in the anime community how they're sick of isekais because every other anime these days is an isekai where oh no someone from a modern day is thrown away to a fantasy world where there's some random gimmick and it's like you know they always do this thing and it's like why didn't they just clash the worlds why didn't they just have the worlds collide that makes like much more interesting kind of world at least because when you do look at the forespoken world it is just grass and a couple of castles it's very obviously medieval fantasy inspired but it doesn't feel like it because it's just a load of hills and stuff and the traversal isn't even that fun in the first place if you're gonna make a because i remember seeing those trailers back in 2020 during the playstation showcase and going man it looks really fun to play this video game and it's not it really isn't fun it just has so many square enixisms to the game where i'm like why to upgrade spells do i have to go to a certain location toggle three of the spells i want to work on then go away do those three requirements then come back to upgrade them and then toggle another three why isn't it just in a flipping menu very close in a menu (laughs) where everything's working and once you do the requirement just take it off why do i have to select them it's just like there's so many square enixisms to this game where i'm just like so unnecessary absolutely unnecessary and i just don't understand what they're doing at this point they're just trying to make so many bad games that like they tank their own value so that someone buys them is that their plan is that their strategy i don't know man it can't be because then they've still got other games coming out this year like octopath 2 and final fantasy 16 which are gonna sell really well do you think that square enix maybe not not necessarily the people who made forespoken Exactly, because no one Luminous sets out productions. No, oh, oh. no one sets out. We to will make say a bad their name, name in vain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they also made Final Fantasy fifteen. Like I'm not. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. no. But no one sets out to like make a bad game. But you know, do you think Square Enix as a collective get a chuckle out of just making these games that aren't good because well, everyone's gonna I've buy heard. their good games anyway? It's funny that you say that they worked on Final Fantasy XV, Hunter, because I've heard that the development of this game was shocker, extremely rough, and they didn't know the kind of game they were making when they were making it. The original concept was a lot different to what Uh, ended up. They just weren't allowed to take 10 years to do it. (laughs) It's just, Ah. like, I just, like, it is kind of, like... another Versus 13. Yeah, it's just, I just don't, honestly, I just don't get what Square Enix's game plan is here. It's just like, there's a part of me, and I hate this, because, you know, I hate talking about acquisitions, and I hate the acquisition kind of era that we're in, where everyone's just like, buy, buy, buy. There is a, there's genuinely a small part of me that's like, has is Sony already working on this, and they're just waiting for the Activision thing to fall through? Like, are they just trying to tank? Yeah, because they're like, like no are we just trying to tank Activision right Xbox? Now, so that, yeah. Like, I genuinely think that, thank thank God in a way for the Xbox Activision acquisition, because I feel like it stopped a load of other acquisitions from happening, because everyone's like on pause, because they're like, like, Sony's like, we don't want it to happen, and Xbox is like, we do. So they're like holding the lines right now, and I'm just like, 
He's got like funny. Square Enix. Just could like you, could you, this will never happen. But can you imagine a world where Nintendo just rolls up to Square Enix and is like, "Hey, here you go. That would be come with us." I, I would, and I think it'd be hilarious, but I also think it'd be the biggest tragedy of all time, because I'm still sitting here, like, it's like, what do you, do, what do you give Nomura with a potato? Like, you can't make games run on regular consoles, and now you try and, oh yeah, you make your Final Fantasy VII Remake trilogy on the Nintendo Switch, buddy boy, 480p <laughs> please. Like, it's just, like, not gonna happen. But yeah, it's yeah, like, no, I just don't but... get what Square wants really i don't get what their plan is because they ride a lot on nostalgia with kingdom hearts and final fantasy especially with these remakes with seven remake they've still got at least another two of them to come out they've got the nine remake which is definitely in development because the nvidia leak has been 100 percent accurate and it's like they just ride on this nostalgia and then when something new does come out look at it it's like what is this it doesn't know what it wants to be and it's it's yeah. just it's just very weird to me. Well, what they want is for us to want to buy NFTs, but we don't. So <laughs> is that their plan? They we're want... like, we're gonna keep making terrible games until you buy an NFT. Like this is it. It's like yeah, they're holding their own quality hostage. Yeah, <laughs> we'll make <laughs> good like, games again. If you, buy you can our take JPEG. yourself as much as you want. I will become. I will play the rest of the Tales series out of spite before I buy one of your NFTs. <laughs> It just it's it's absolutely crazy to me. So no. I've heard some people have been liking it for spoken. It might be a diamond in the rough. This might be genuinely another one of those classics of maybe wait six to eight months when it's gone down seventy five percent in price and maybe they will have done some things to it to make it f- better who knows but no square they probably just make that... the two dlcs and abandon it like they do with everything else yeah sorry Hunter. i am grateful that hi-fi rush came out because that's added just another step in because like dead space came out i'll probably be done with that by the end of the weekend uh hi-fi rush and then i didn't finish star wars yet so these are all things that all line yeah. up the that's Except, all sorry, line no, up. i meant dead space and i forgot you said hi-fi rush in the middle but yeah, that's these are all things that line up to be like just enough to fill up the time until like Octopath Two comes out. <laughs> because like still, if I didn't find if, a game, you know, if you I didn't have anything else, I would have been like, yeah, I get Forspoken because nothing else to do, I guess. <laughs> Don't do that. That's like that's like Don't Ethan that. thinking, and I'm like, I'm actually in the same way that Cow's like, I'm expanding. I'm like gonna try new things this year. I'm actually quite proud of myself for genuinely saying no to a video yeah. game. I'm kind Honestly, of proud. Same. Because I'm like, wow, just saying no is this huge step, especially because I pre-ordered it and it arrived and I was like, no, and sent it back. I'm like, that's a proud step for me because like a year ago, I would have been like, well, I'd have to send it back. Like, so I'd just play it anyway, like Nintendo Switch Sports. And it's just like, I'm actually quite proud of it. And, you know, because like looking at this year, there's a lot of stuff that you guys are picking up. But to me, literally in the first six months, there's the potential of PSVR 2 and Zelda. And that's it. That's like it for me. Maybe I'll now pick up Jedi Survivor because I didn't pick up Forspoken. That's like my well done. Here's your reward. You can play the game you actually wanted to play. Maybe that's like Star Wars. That's a treat. Yeah. <laughs> as a as a quote unquote treat as someone that only likes the Mandalorian. Like that's it. Okay, thank you. You like Pedro the first Pascal game, didn't you? Uh pardon? I beat the first game. Liked... I, play... I... Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you liked the first game. It's like arguably, you know, besides the Mandalorian, one of the better things to come out of the past several years of Star Wars. Oh no, I'd say they're the two best things that have come out of modern Star Wars. Maybe also um 
Andor, because I've heard people really like Andor. I feel like those are the three things. Mandalorian is great, but it's also I just like I just like Pedro Pascal a lot. I'm just like he's one of you know how people were like screaming when they saw Keanu Reeves or they were like when they saw Idris Elba's in the Cyberpunk expansion. The game that has Pedro Pascal in it is the game where I'm like you. That's like that's when I'll fanboy moment. I'll be like, I'll buy whatever the hell you want. Like okay. he's gonna be in that. <laughs> it'd be funny if he was in that silly crime game that has a bunch of other celebrities. I don't oh, that thing! Nah. One thing I do hope, and Neil, if you do this, I think it'd be really hilarious. In the same way that Ashley and Troy got to play other characters in the TV show to The Last of Us, I would honestly think it'd be amazing if you got uh, Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal to just cameo in The Last of Us Part Three. I think it would be incredible. I think it'd be really good. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. Don't even have to be big roles, like you know how Troy's playing one of Bill's. Um, sorry, is it Frank? It's one of Frank's men. Um, yeah, but don't put that bad juju on Bill. Yeah, Bill's a good man. <laughs> Bill didn't do it. His episode's wrong. out this week, and I've heard it's the best. Like I've heard it's the best episode of the season, so I'm very excited for it. Um, <laughs> but man, that'd be fun. But anyway, do not buy Forspoken, or if you do buy Forspoken, I hope you have a grand time with it, and you can see past its faults because there's plenty of them. And Square, please, let's hope that that's, that's the one whiff, right? Octopass good. Final Fantasy's good, right? Right, Square, come on. Yeah, Both of them. I don't know how you would mess up Octopath. I don't see a world. The first one, right? Come on. Yeah, I don't see a world how Octopath 2 was bad. Octopath 2, yeah. Please it's mainly... clip that and hold on to it for when that game releases, and it's bad. I don't know why, <laughs> and it's like, you know, everything about Final Fantasy 16 has looked great so far. But this is maybe this has put me a bit more hesitant on the Final Fantasy 16 train, because I'm just like Square can re may release that a bit too early. It makes me a bit concerned. So we'll see. Nah, Six 16 is fine. Nah, 16 we'll is gonna see. be fine. Yoshi we'll P is. We got Yoshi P and like the DMC combat guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're fine. Uh, we'll see. I'm 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 hopeful as ever. I I I am hopeful, but also I can't trust Square Enix to not bring out something three months too early. I can't trust. I them. mean, yeah, I don't like Square Enix either. And by that, I mean I don't like their practices. I like the things they make, and I'm annoyed that they make them. See, I don't even like some game. Like I I love Final Fantasy VII remake. I love how mm. stupid the Kingdom Hearts story <laughs> is. I love that it's like the worst thing ever made, yet it still made me tear up in the end. And I'm like, why am I tearing up? This is terrible. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right? It's like, it's like they yeah. hooked me in with the terribleness. And I'm like, so they've like, they've got a lifelong Kingdom Hearts fan in me just because I want to just keep seeing the terrible. But it's like, Final Fantasy is still a hit and miss yet with me. The video like, game equivalent of the Fast and Furious. <laughs> it genuinely is. It's all about family. <laughs> it's all about family. Guys. Anyway, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's wrap it up then, Hunter. Uh, you had a nice little surprise this week. Do you want to tell us all about it? Oh yeah, I got I got the fancy I got the fancy new controller. You got the two hundred dollar controller. That's a Christmas present. <laughs> And, uh, that's a good Christmas present, and that's yeah. unfortunate for you because your brother has now set expectations. That's it. You, you're done. Now. Nah. You're in a war. Nah, that's all right. <laughs> no, I would have definitely. I would have definitely. <laughs> he bought himself a. <laughs> Never mind. What did he? But, no, no, anyway. no, no. Tell the no, story. No. What did he buy? What did he buy? Don't worry about it. Okay. Anyway, the. Uh... This controller is fun though. It's extra buttons. 
Um, I've been playing around with I've been playing around with um, games as far as seeing what I can come up with. I've not played very many games where I'm like, I sure do need more buttons. You're not. That's not actually a problem. Yeah, really. No, that's not a problem for me. Uh, so I can't. So I was like, okay, what can I try out here? Devil May Cry that has a lot of inputs. So I like went into DMC five. Uh, put Dante's switch. Put the little style switchers on uh, for the two that I use the most, which would have been like Trickster and Swordmaster on here. See if that flowed any better. I'm like, that's all right. Then I decided that I was gonna map this one to Circle because that's actually kind of helpful when using Dante's Swordmaster stuff. Um, because a lot of it, like, because the one weapon very much, if you push Circle while you're also doing your combos and stuff will just kind of passively hit things as well. So it's kind of annoying to hit triangle and circle at the same time while consistently trying to time it to a combo and whatnot. <laughs> it's very it's very much easier to do that. So that's what I landed on for the little bit that I was experimenting with DMC. And then I tried out roller drone. It's a little bit easier to dodge. Putting the dodge button on this is a little bit easier because then I can keep, you know, square and triangle and whatnot free for the tricks that I need to do. Mm. So that's nice. Um, it's got, you know, replaceable. You can replace the, uh, not, you can replace the sticks, but that's like separate. So I didn't do that. Um, you can also take off like the thumb pads and put whatever, put the other ones that they got on there. I forget how they describe them, but one looks like the PS3 um, analog stick. They're, yeah, they're the sticks. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I haven't messed with them yet, but I almost want to put that on there now just because I want someone to look at this and be like, oh, it's a nice looking controller and then see the analog sticks and have the PS3 cry. Yeah. Um, aside from that, they've also got like these adjustable triggers where you can adjust how deep the button press goes like if you take it to the one that's all the way down there it uh you only have to tap it a little bit as opposed mm -hmm. to when it's not on at all you get a much further press in there so oh god sorry <laughs> your noise uh, cancellation actually didn't bring that through so that was pretty good not gonna lie oh, nice mm. but yeah aside from that there's like four profiles you can set so you don't have to you don't have to fiddle with it for like every game in existence as far as that's concerned. You can just come up with a couple that you might need the extra things or how you want it for and maybe get it to work that way. Um, uh, yeah. It's funny because I've not been in a situation where I'm like, I sure do need more buttons, but if I could have like made those buttons do two buttons at once or something, that would have been super helpful. Like, mm. You know, in fighting games, for example, like in Soul Calibur, they've got like inputs that you can do where it's like, you know, press triangle and circle at the same time and you'll do some kind of thing. And you can also like set your R1 or L1 buttons to also do like that sequence at the same time. And it's like, oh, that's much easier that way. If I could have done something like that, I might be getting a little bit more mileage out of the extra back pads. But 
as it stands, I don't play games with people because I hate everyone. So <laughs> this isn't exactly the most. I'm still gonna play it. It's still. An, I'm still gonna play with it. It's still a nice controller. I feel like I'll get more mileage out of it than a lot of people would buy it and be like, "Oh, it's so nice. I don't want to use it or whatever." That's a stupid mentality. You spent the money on it. Use the thing. <laughs> yeah, I like. Here's the thing: is is to me, it's the price. That's the thing that. Yeah, yeah, like it. I would have. I would not have bought this, reasonable... which is why this is a nice. It's a nice gift because if it was a either... reasonable price. By reasonable, I mean the usual jewel sense is like sixty pounds, I think, or seventy. If it was like double, if it was like the price of two controllers, I'd be like, you know what? Because of the replaceable sticks, I won't have to buy another one. I'll just have to buy another stick or whatever. This is like that's a reasonable thing there. The fact that it's like two hundred and ten pounds. It's more expensive in the UK than it is in the US. In the US, it's two hundred dollars. In the UK, it's two hundred and ten pounds. Um, so it's like no. I hope maybe one day there's a Black Friday deal on them that'll lower it quite a, a no, bit, yeah. and then maybe I'll pick one up. Um, but it's like it's a lot to ask for, especially when it's like you know I would use them in very rare situations. Two hundred and sixty dollars. That's uh, the equivalent to. <laughs> I was just doing a quick uh, conversion. So, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, but, like, I'm going to use it. Um, if I can come up with more things to, you know, make use of the extra buttons for, I'll set it on there. But, you know, it's a matter of when things pop up and what their control scheme is. Because I, I imagine the, like, it wouldn't shock me if Final Fantasy 16 even has some kind of stupid Square Enix control f- mapping where I'm like, all right, I want to be able to press these two things, but they're also the entire thing apart. So I'm going to put this over here instead. Because that sounds like a Square Enix kind of problem. We were just yeah, talking they, about that. <laughs> they would do that. Yeah, exactly. So that's the kind of thing that I might end up using it for just to like cut out the middleman and, you know, make the. Thing a bit more ergonomic as far as the button inputs mm. but yeah as it stands i guess nice the only controller. con i've heard so far is the battery that's the only con is the battery is smaller no i'm just blaming people aware it's smaller and not just in the fact that it's less battery because it's got more features they literally have a smaller battery in it which i think is really funny um, <laughs> it's funny but... it's literally smaller <laughs> Uh, it's about four hours you get. So some people are like, uh, how can I have a proper gaming session with four hours? And to these days, I'm like, if I've had four hours, that's a good gaming session, guys. Good job. We played a game for four hours. Well done. I feel like it didn't die any quicker than the DualSense, the regular one did. But, you know. I it's slightly. Know. But, well, yeah, well, I mean, the original yeah, DualSense yeah. is like five hours, six hours, if that. Yeah. It's, like, it's, not, it's not much because, you know, what the haptic yeah. voodoo and all that jazz, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, there, have... there's another thing with the uh, function buttons. I just remembered they, those give you like little shortcuts as far as you know going into the menu of the PlayStation. A little handy one that is nice is that you can adjust the volume of like your earphones without just push this thing and then like, up or down. That's nice. Yeah. Instead of going into the like sounds and then adjusting the bar to you know that whole ordeal, it makes it just a couple presses away. So it's like a, there's a bunch of random quality of life things, but, you know, not a pro gamer. And so it's a controller with a little extra bells and whistles. And it's an option, right? If, you re- if yeah. you're a pro gamer, if you really love to game, 
then now you can. Before you do spend the $200, be realistic with yourself, though. Are you actually a pro gamer? Will these <laughs> buttons actually help you? The answer is probably not. And, I mean, looking at the um, the other options, right, I was just quickly having a look. Scuff, for example, in the UK is $199.99. So it's around the same price. for. So it's like... It's for an official product from Sony that seems to be really high quality. It's the same price as what you would buy from these other people. So if you are in that market, then if you're thinking that you want to go official, then go official because there's not much of a price difference. Um, oh, their their charging cable is like a nicer quality and also longer than the. Uh, well, yeah, because you need to plug one, it in because yeah. of that battery life. You also have the yeah. lock. There's like a little lock thing that you can attach to it. I don't know if you saw it. Oh yeah, I saw that, and I didn't really know. I didn't feel like figuring out where to put it. You just put it on the, so. it's the it's the end that goes into the controller hunter and you lock it in and it stops the USB-C from coming out. Oh. Okay. Yeah. For all those aggressive gamers. <laughs> I'm like, to me, it's like, it stops it from, more than I need yeah. that for a controller. Like, I was also I've got like, to the was... stage and with my phone and my charging cable for it. I was also it like, like... falls out when I'm like, it'll just be sitting there. <laughs> I was also like, fair play. That's a good feature, right? But also, it's not like USB-C is like micro-USB. Micro-USB, the cable gets all jaunty and stuff like that. USB-C is yeah. quite a secure cable. And if you're pulling that hard, it's just going to pull your fucking console instead, instead of detaching <laughs> your cable. So it's like, you pick your puzzle. What do you want? Do you want it coming out of your controller or pulling your PlayStation with you? Like, it seems like, it seems a bit like, no. Well, they had to do something. They can't pay for these excitable gamers to go to therapy. I don't know, but it's like you've got to think. We've got to think. We've got to think in Sony money now, because Sony money's crazy. You know, it's like half of a Dual Sense. Uh, Dual Sense Edge is like half a PS5. Okay, uh, it's it's over half of a PS5 digital edition. But you know, it's like you know, and then it's like it's like a, it's like a fifth of a VR, and a VR's worth one point two PS5s, and it's like what is this economy that Sony's doing? It's like it just it's doesn't over make two Forspokens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could, yeah, you could buy six, twelve, eighteen. Yeah, it's three and a half four spokens for a dual shock edge. Like what a dual sense edge. Wow. This in this economy? That's crazy. I wonder, yeah. But hey, it's there. If you want it, you can go in it. Buy it. It is a nice That's... looking controller, to be fair. I like it like the like aside from maybe the shiny the piano Middle black kills here. me. It genuinely yeah. does. It, it, it I, I like it more than the standard white one. I said it to you yesterday. <laughs> they should have inverted it and had... Oh, yeah. I would have been absolutely the, the down for the, the Oreo white. controller. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just, it just like... You know, like, pro gamers, dude. Like, get those stereotypes in, dude. Cheetos and Mountain Dew. They're going to come up on that white like it's no tomorrow. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying, guys. But hey, anyway, uh, I believe that's it. That's all we have time for this week uh, on this family friendly edition of the Hate Show podcast. If you ever wanted to show your grandma your favorite podcast, the Hate Show podcast, <laughs> this is the one. Yeah, I did show it, your grandma the episode where we're talking about Dead Space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they love it. They love it. Uh, um, 
I'm I'm genu- I'm genuinely quite surprised. I'm proud of myself for doing it. It's possible, apparently. I just had to switch radio brain on instead of podcast brain, and it was just that simple. I said flip, I said heck, but I didn't say anything else, and that's good enough for me. And if Susan demonetizes this one, then I don't know what to do anymore. I guess it's just We're the British that's demonetized. Like, yeah, it's just like it's just you two now. They hear a British voice, and then it's like that's demonetized. Get them gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, next week on the show, I don't know. Is it, is it filler week next week? We got something. We got. I think I'll pick anything. Yeah, yeah. Games aren't coming out. We'll have to come up with something. Damn. Oh well, we'll come up with something Time for another three by three. <laughs> no, essentially, that would be <laughs> yes. a challenge. It's like, well done, Ethan. A, a, a week of no game releases and a sub one hour thirty podcast. You didn't swear. Can you get through like a two hour three by three episode without swearing? I don't know if I can, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it'd be a challenge. Hunter and uh, I will test you to see how far you can go. The real question is, did you? I didn't notice you swear. Did you swear, I don't Kyle? I think I did. Were you a good boy? I think. I don't know. If anyone's made it this far, let us know how many times, if anybody did. And no, hex and flips don't count. This isn't the Disney Channel. Anyway, our links are on screen right now, or you can go to the description if you want to find us on social media. Keep up to date with everything that we do outside of the podcast. Um, it's going to be, like I say, it's going to be a quite a few weeks until Octopath. And maybe yeah. Ethan entering the next dimension. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. VR I Hunter. No, no, no. I, I know what you <laughs> meant. My light was doing something goofy here. <laughs> Sorry, you looked was... confused. Well, I was confused about my light, not Ethan. Yeah. Um... Anyway, I don't know what to do. <laughs> anyway, if you, like Hunter, are looking around, not knowing what to do, you can go follow us on Twitter, at Only, or subscribe to us at youtube.com forward slash Only. And hey, if you haven't if you don't want to look at our stupid faces that's cool head to your favorite podcast service search for gamers only or find us on your favorite one like spotify apple podcast amazon you name it we're on it go find us it's cool leave us a review positive one please like comment subscribe <laughs> all of those apparently likes don't mean anything anymore so dislike if you want i don't care i'm not your we mom. don't see them we don't see them i don't see anything and, I'll leave and your opinion them. would be wrong anyway so why yeah. would we care exactly <laughs> um <laughs> Oh dear. We've been doing this for far too long. Anyway, uh on that note, that's it for this week. Uh we'll be back same time, same place next week for more. But yeah, until then, have an awesome week and yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Toodaloo.